Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily Harvest.com slash IS Stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here, so let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Episode 66 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Dawn Canese. Dawn is from Careville, Texas, where she is a full-time hairstylist. Welcome, Dawn. Hi, Jen. Did I get all of my pronunciations at least close enough? Oh my gosh, you did so good. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) We practiced beforehand, y'all. Everybody always says niece. (laughs) Well, that's what I said. I was like, okay, let's just see silent. It's K-N-E-E-S-E. So I was like, all right, silent K, but no. Nope. You pronounce it. Them Germans are hard-headed, I guess. German. Okay. I I was going to ask what the origin was, but I wasn't sure. Knazi. All right. 
I got it. I'll probably still forget if I had to say it like in, in a day. If someone asked me, I would say, I don't know. It's all right. As long as we know your name. Well, good, good. That's always good. I do get some weird things sometimes. I get Stephens. Sometimes people can't say Stevens. So I get it. It's not probably not as many as have trouble with Kinesi, but <laughs> anyway, I'm really glad to have you here. So start off by telling us what brought you to intermittent fasting and when that was. Okay. Well, I've warned you and everybody out there in your group. I, I'm a little starstruck, Jen. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just a normal person, just like everybody else. You say that, but the lives that you've touched, and I can speak only from my own experience, but I've read it, I've seen it, and I've got doctors that I've known my whole life that have done great things. And I know you're not a doctor, okay? You're always disclaiming all that, and, and I don't I don't look to you as one. But the knowledge and the wealth of information that you share with those out there who have been looking, truly looking, is mind-blowing. I'm like, why are they not teaching this? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think that it's slowly, you know, people are starting to. In a recent podcast, I had Taylor Burnson on and it just aired. I mean, it, by the time this one comes out, it will have been a couple months because we're a couple months ahead of time with the recording. But, you know, she talked about her boyfriend being in medical school and being very open to intermittent fasting. So I think the new generations are coming out ready to hear some new things. And I also know there are a lot of doctors out there who are not new or young, but just have open minds and are ready for something new themselves. It's really exciting. Well, I have to give kudos to my own OBG, which is now she's my female doctor, obviously. I have three children, ages 21, 15, and 14 now. I have a husband relationship of 24 years, very healthy. Both of us just, you know, have been together and seen so much in life. And I had this doctor that I met before I ever became a mom. And it turns out in a roundabout way that it was her that knew about your book. She never shared that with me. I just hadn't seen her in a while, I guess. But anyway, the reason why I got into this and the reason why I love it so much, and if your listeners are on your advanced book support group, they know who I am. I have been known as Hot Mess Dawn. <laughs> I've been known as Cheater Dawn. I've posted a lot of my own transparency of this lifestyle. And so I've, I've shared a lot of background stories with the audience there. But what I'll share today is at 44 years old, I was in a really unhappy place. And so when you see my first picture before starting intermittent fasting to today's picture, that is not a put on people. That is the real McCoy right there. That girl was unhappy in everything, and she had no reason to be unhappy. She was gifted with a great marriage, an awesome husband, great kids, good job, beautiful community, but not happy. So what was the root of your unhappiness? What was the main thing? Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, we don't have enough time for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I will tell you is that definitely how we eat what we eat, why we eat, all that was a, a large root of the problem. I grew up, it would drive my mother crazy. She would feed me dinner 
and I'd be like, what's for breakfast? <laughs> and I never had a weight problem. I was a stick. I was a rail. My husband said I was almost too skinny for his type. <laughs> when he met me at 17, I was 100 and about 130, 140 pounds. I was really thin for my frame, which is like five, six and a half. I'm holding on to that half number. I was big up top and tiny down below, no curves down below. I could eat as much as I wanted and what I wanted when I wanted, but I was also still kind of an adolescent body. It wasn't until, and I always blame him, it wasn't until he came in my life that I started eating more because food has always been the center of celebrations and holidays and, you know, family time for his vibe. Now, me, not so much. I was always worried about what we were going to eat next, you know, <laughs> because our family was just struggling all the time, not his family. We would show up just to say hi to his grandmother and visit her. And she'd be like, Michael, my boy, you need something to eat. And he just ate lunch or something, you know. <laughs> so there was food all the time. So let me see. Getting back off track. So we had been in a great, great relationship. No health issues, no problems. But we both saw at my 44 years of age and his 48 years of age that we were getting on a slippery slope. And the reason why we felt that way is because we were looking around us at what we were doing with our time and what it was centered around. Spiritually speaking, on the aspect of this, I really knew that I was a glutton, okay? And I knew that if there was any sin I would die from or perish from, it would be gluttony, which is something that we tend to think, oh, but, you know, it's not that bad. So was it just that you were, like, using food recreationally? You see, and I think so many of us can understand that because I think that was my issue as well for a lot of the years. You know, it was just food is enjoyable. It's recreational or recreational. I just said a weird word. I can't pronounce that word today, but (laughs) it's a way to pass the time and it's enjoyable. It's pleasurable. We don't do the bar scene in Texas or the dance scene. We're, We're not out there clubbing. We're not out there partying with our friends or, you know, Everybody always has a beer and a steak in Texas, you know. We just don't do any of that. And and our hobbies were limited to the things that, you know, he's a pilot. So we can't really go out and fly all the time because it costs a lot of money to do that stuff. The boat sits in the driveway more than in the lake because we have to drive somewhere to go do that. And so food has always been a recreation for us, always. But unfortunately, about three years ago, his mother passed away. And it was poor health, it was diabetes, it was heart disease, it was a lot of issues there that her body, they said, was the body of like a 90-plus year old. And how old was she? 67. Wow. 67, now that I'm 50, does not sound that old. (laughs) It's pretty close. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds pretty young. And when her body was just worn out, was was she overweight? For the most part, yes, all the time. But it ha- it happened that, you know, she was looking to feel better with one medication and it would cause problems with another medication. And they never ate really healthy or well because she was always tired. She didn't feel good, you know. Yeah, it becomes a vicious cycle, right? You know, you take one medication and then it causes another problem and you need another medication. And so then your health just keeps spiraling instead of getting better. Yeah, I I think a lot of people have either experienced that or have seen family members go through it. They don't connect it, though. 
And that's the sad part for me is that we went without connecting the two, like living to eat versus eating to live. Okay. And I think with education comes knowledge, obviously, and it lays the foundation for you to look at things, look past the choices that you think you need to make. But if you don't have that, then you ain't got nothing. You need to have knowledge and education. And that's where you came in, Jen. So my husband and I are just really upset. We're worried. We see there's a slippery slope in front of us. Both of us needed to agree on this lifestyle. Now, I have talked to women across the board, different walks of life, and they've said, do your own thing. And I'm like, that's easier said than done. He's my person. He's my best friend. If he's eating ice cream, I'm eating ice cream. (laughs) I mean, that's my person. And so whatever we did, we needed to agree on it. And we wanted to live a less hyper-focused on food, but we didn't want to live on a restricted idea of life. And so we we both agreed about that. And we didn't want to have to live on using supplements either, which I like everybody else. I've tried it. Been there, done that. I've tried it. I've done it. Well, we so want there to be a miracle, a miracle supplement, right? But, you know, I think about it like this. Think about Oprah. And I love Oprah. You know, people have different feelings about Oprah. I love Oprah because her struggle is real. She's a real person and she's a human and she has struggled openly in the public, which is so hard. But I figure if there was a miracle supplement that made everybody lose weight, anybody with as much money as Oprah would, by golly, not be struggling, preach it. <laughs> it's it's serious. If that person who is a multimillionaire can't find something that works, there is nothing. She's, she struggles and, and she's been open with it. And that is the thing I admire her for is her willingness to share the struggle with the, the rest of us who have struggled too. And you see somebody who has all the resources at their fingertips and still has, has battled this means there's not an easy answer you can buy. No. So going back to the the spiritual side of this, Jen, when I pray, I pray expecting, but I never prayed and I never looked at my problem as eating or gluttony. And then one day I heard something like very clear that I needed that healing from that. And the only way to do it was to surrender it. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to become more accountable for it. I wouldn't even surrender it yet. I was still wanting to fix it. Okay. And so long story short, er, I literally became accountable to what I was doing. And I started using that fitness pal app again, again, like the third time again. And I started doing really well. And I was like, okay. So were you like tracking everything you ate? Is that what you were doing? I was tracking everything. And I usually get, I would usually get great results when I used it. I would always teeter between five and 10 pounds. But I would always get better results. And by the way, when I finally said, okay, this is enough and I need some help and I need to become more obedient to being healthier, I was 248 pounds. Okay. And when was this? When, when was that? August of 2018. Okay. So that's not that long ago. No. In fact, if you guys look me up on the group, the advanced group, you'll see a picture of a hot pink mess. That was her, me. (laughs) And I weighed about 250 pounds right there at a wedding. And I'm telling you what, I went and shopped for that dress to feel cute and feel fatty because I was in a place where I wasn't feeling any of those things. And I just remember feeling good at that moment. I was like, oh, this is the cute dress that hides everything well. And then I saw the picture. I was like, 
Oh, Lord, you might as well just put me out on a beach in a bikini because that was terrible, you know? So I was at home one Sunday morning and I was complaining on Facebook. I did a little vent one Sunday morning. I said, man, I'm tracking my calories and I just noticed that my creamer is sabotaging my points, my count here. And it was like the, the silk, which is the less of the evils apparently at that time, but it had a lot of sugar. So my friends got online and they're like, you don't like coffee. You like creamer. I was like, okay, shut up next. You know, <laughs> I was like, yes, I know. And so then I had another friend who dropped this link to a book called Delay, Don't Deny. Oh. Uh-huh. And I looked at it because all I saw was intermittent fasting. And I went, I rolled my eyes heavenward, A, from the person who gave it to me, because I didn't want to listen to what she had to say, to be honest with you. And B, because when I saw fasting, I said, been there, done that, gain weight. Nope. At the very same time, Jen, at the very same time, my phone goes off. And it's my husband. Remember I said we had to agree on whatever we were going to do because we do things together. He was driving in a long car trip with a friend who happened to be her husband. And at the very same time, he drops the very same link. And I went, yeah. And I went, okay, God, I'm listening. (laughs) That's amazing. It was. It was so divine. So both thought the wife was reaching out to you at the same exact moment that the husband was reaching out to your husband at the same exact that that just gave me chills. I have to admit. Every time I do it, I, every time I tell that story, I'm like, God, thank you so much for hearing my prayers, you know. And that's why part of my testimony about what you have done, you've been a vessel. You've taken the knowledge, which is really simple, right? But you shared it. You shared it, Jen. You didn't keep it for yourself. You didn't just form this little private group over here. You put yourself out there on the line for people to ridicule, to talk about, to say, oh, she's just making money on this. It's a $15 book, people. $15. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I, you know, that, thank you for saying that because sometimes people, you know, the fears that we have before, like for me, a mom, a teacher, yeah, I've got an education background. I have a doctorate. I have a, a master's in, in science education. I'm I'm a smart person. But, you know, the thoughts before I wrote this book were, who's going to take me seriously? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. In fact, today, someone in the group was like, someone new to the group said, it wasn't the advanced group. It was in the regular group. She said, well, I'm interested, but I need to know your credentials. <laughs> and, you know, that can make you feel like, Scared to put it out there. And so I had a lot of fear, just like you're saying, a lot of fear of sharing my story. You know, what if people think I'm stupid? What if they don't like the book? But it. Thank you, Jen, for overcoming that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. But it, it's, you know, I, I do want to put it out there. There is a lot of fear. So I did have to, you know, put on my big girl pants that were now small and <laughs> and put it out there. And so I do feel like it was. It was a divine calling, if you will. Like this is why I was put on the earth. And that might sound cheesy to people. I hope that it doesn't. But I do feel like it was, you know, I had to be obese. I had to struggle for years. I had to fight it. And then I had to be just the right person to to tell the story. It's the only way we can appreciate someone's testimony is if they have been there, done that. And I would not have trusted you otherwise. 
Yeah. And a lot of people say that, you know, they have a family member who's resistant to listening to me because they want to hear it from a doctor. And I'm like, all right, give them, you know, the obesity code. There's a book for them. But a lot of people really do want to hear from someone who's walked the walk. And that I think is is why my story resonates with people because I have walked the walk and I'm just able to explain it. That's the teacher and the big mouth in me. <laughs> it's wonderful. God bless you, Jen Stevens. <laughs> well, thank you. So you found it was, you said it was August of 2018. Y'all both found it at the same time. Yes. I downloaded it. I listened to it. Michael, my husband, who's been on this with me and I invited him to be here today, but he was like, nah, this is your thing. I was like, okay. So <laughs> he's, he's the other half of me that's quiet and y'all get the loud part. But he listened to five chapters, I think. And then I made him listen to a few that I was listening to off and on. But I replayed it over and over, over and over. I mean, when people say, oh, I just haven't had time to pick it up. Okay, fine. Put it on your iPod or your technical device. Plug it into the car and listen. Because that's all you need to do. And that's what I did. And then I got curious, not because I doubted what you said, but because I wanted to know more about the science of it that I could understand. And I'm not a sciencey person at all. In fact, I flunked out of being a CNA at 18. So there's no way I was going to understand this on that level. But all he did with Dr. Fung is he reaffirmed everything you shared. And I went, okay, I got this. I got this. And I, and we would talk about it and it just made sense. And both of us decided that our why now needed to become the norm. Like, why do we want to do this? Because we don't want to be hyper-focused on food anymore and we want to lose weight and we don't want to be sick. Okay. We don't want to live in, in a restrictive diet world and we don't want to use supplements. Okay. My husband made some really good points about this too. He says, I was always concerned about what can I eat for breakfast and lunch on the go? Cause I got to go really quick. And he goes, and nothing was ever, nothing that sounded good to you, Dawn, sounded good to me. And then I find out the things that I used to eat really aren't healthy. They're loaded with sugars. And so he loved not having to worry about breakfast and lunch. And I didn't realize, I mean, I've been with this guy forever. He was really worried about what he was going to eat Jen, every day. Well, I get it because it's it's a, so many decisions you have to make. It's like, what's for breakfast? What if I'm hungry later? What's for lunch? Yeah. Well, he says, like, there's no more hassles with this way of life. So both of us, we're, we're also those people that go to the lake and if people find a really cool cliff to jump off and no one's dying and nobody's getting hurt, we're up there on the cliff jumping off. Okay. So when, when we heard the 24 slash 4 plan, 20 hours of fasting, 4-hour meal window, it made perfect sense for our lifestyle. And we were like, let's do it. We didn't even warm up. We just jumped. And that was it. <laughs> I love it. You just, you're the rip off the band-aid kind of people. I didn't know that about myself until I did this. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to muscle through the next day. And I remember at the beginning of this, I would text them and be like, Oh, how are you feeling? And he's like, we're burning, baby. <laughs> so it became, he is awesome. He is so awesome. He He's the guy that looks like he should have been the highway state patrol. Like no, no funny business stuff, like real straight face. But behind closed doors, he's hilarious. I'm so blessed to have him. 
So it just became easier. Now, those were his thoughts. I don't want the hassle. And, oh, another thing he said, Jen, that really surprised me, because I don't see him as looking at things this way sometimes. He says, I loved learning about the anti-aging. I love that. And I thought, oh, you were worried about getting old, even though he's like the Sean Connery type where the older he gets, the more handsome he gets. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My husband is the same exact way. He's got the salt and pepper. And he actually, yeah, I'm going to brag a little bit. He has his full head of hair. I mean, he just he just turned 48. Wait, no, he didn't. He turned 49. See, I can't even keep up. We're just over a year apart. So I'm 50. He just turned 49. So he's in his late 40s. I'm in my early 50s, I like to say. I am. I am. But my point is he has, still has a full head of hair. It's salt and pepper, though. And I love it. I like it. And he's always like, look at my gray hair. And I'm like, I like it. <laughs> So that's how I feel about my husband. I look at him and I think, yeah, I met him when he was a pup, right out of Air Force. Just a pup. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Chad was 19 when we when we met. We've been together since we were 19 and 20. That's how long we've been together. And it works, right? <laughs> so I had my reasoning and he had his, but we ended up switching roles. Now, he doesn't admit this, but I will tell you that I became his teacher. And if you, again, look on the post in the advanced Facebook, if you want to know, it's not always been a smooth ride. Okay. You do go through the mental anxieties. You do go through, it's never a physical thing ever. It's always mental. So much of this is mental and emotional and really so much of it is, is positive thinking and having the right mindset. Did you struggle with that at all? Mm-hmm. And that's why you need to put yourself in a group setting where you can encourage each other through those times when you're thinking, okay, is this really working or is this placebo effect? You know? <laughs> so he, he went through some of that and I was getting frustrated and I was like, I'm just going to keep going without him. I wanted to do ADF. I ended up in the first three, four months, I went down 23 pounds, I think. That's great. I dropped it, Jen, really fast. And looking back at that, that that was fast. But I didn't do anything extreme, I promise. I just went from from eating three and four and five times a day or whatever my emotion was to that four-hour window. And in that window, that's when I did it. So his progress was slower than mine. And that's when he was like, what am I doing wrong? And I said, well, I like eating healthier and you don't. So maybe you're eating more carbs than you should. Maybe you're more insulin resistant. So we would just kind of hash that out. And he said, oh, it's starting to feel restrictive. I don't like that. And I was like, honey, maybe your body is just adjusting because we have been going full on for so long doing whatever we wanted. So just be patient and keep fasting. And he is a good faster. He's very consistent. He doesn't cheat. And he was around some guys who just did not understand what he was doing. <laughs> he was like, he said, they think I'm crazy. And I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. And they were always bringing tacos and donuts. I mean, that's a staple at, at, at the hangar because it's something to pick up in your, in your hand and walk off and, and go back to work or whatever. Anyway, so it was harder for him at times, but I've watched him. Something about intermittent fasting is that when we used to lose weight in the past, it would be on the focus of your belly, right? I never saw my weight shift or move fast on my legs and my arms unless I was working out. But I did notice this is more like 
if you could watch your body shrink from the outside in or the inside out, like a spear shape, it resonates all over evenly. Does that make sense? So you've kind of lost it just all over. You've just lost it shrinking just everywhere at one time. Yeah. And the same thing with him. It's not been focused on my belly or my thighs or whatever. Whereas the other diet, if I was doing some certain something, it would focus on one area or the other and never all over. But with this, it was totally opposite. And, it, and someone said that they hadn't seen this in a while and they're like, your frames are so much smaller. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, my body is a different shape than it used to be even before, like when I've gotten to this weight before, like from the time that I took diet pills, that was, that was my most successful diet plan prior to IF was diet pills, (laughs) which is really sad. But then of course, right after that is when I gained all this weight and finally became obese. I think it was the diet pills that did that to my body. So I'm not recommending it, but my body is a different shape now after intermittent fasting than it was even when I was a similar scale weight after the diet pills because my body was able to access the stored fat differently. I really, you know, believe that's the difference. The fact that we're accessing our stored fat differently versus your body is having to just get what energy it can, you know, if you're low calorie dieting, which is really what diet pills end up being. Just, you know, the monster of all low calorie diets. I have done that. We spent one time, we spent a couple of months going to a fat clinic. I'm not kidding. Four hours away. We drove four hours to get a shot in her butt, which I found out later was like the B12 complex or whatever. What do they call it? Like lipotrophic or something? Like some kind of something like that. I, you know what? This is so sad. I let them put something in my butt, Jen. I didn't even know what it was. And you didn't even know it was. I got those shots. I did the the clinic that gave me the um that gave me the HCG. They also gave you this lipotrophic shot. I think is what it was called. That was supposed to burn the fat. So I got the HCG injections that I would give myself at home, but once a week, they would give me another shot. Did you get them once a week? No, no. I only got them once a month. And then I went home and I was on very low carb, very low fat, very low protein diet, everything. So I think 20 grams total of fat a day or something like that. I'm not kidding. And I did lose weight, but it never stuck because you didn't want to live that way. I didn't want to live that way. He didn't want to. Anyway, so with this way, I'm not on any restrictive. I really have learned to that intuitive eating for me is where it's at. Dawn, if you want an avocado today and yesterday and the day before, obviously there's something in the avocado that you need. So eat it. Okay. That's true. You know, pregnant women have cravings and even eat non-food things to because their body is telling them, eat this clay or eat this chalk, right? Because they're, well, no, I did not. But there, there's like pica, I think it's called. Pica is the disorder. And people start to eat clay or chalk or whatever because their body is craving a certain nutrient. I mean, I've never looked at chalk and thought, man, that looks delicious. <laughs> but, you know, if our bodies send us a strong signal eat an avocado, listen. Exactly. And forever it was always, oh, there's too much fat. There's too much fat. But I just started eating it and didn't deny. Another thing I noticed is I think it came with time, like over the first couple of of months of doing the consistent 20-hour fast. I noticed personally that I could taste grease 
I could taste sugar. I could taste things that I hadn't tasted because I wasn't having them all the time anymore. So I really didn't like it anymore. And I would find other alternatives. One of my favorite things is at the beginning, I would eat all kinds of nuts. I didn't care what they were. I tried to go for the steak of nuts, which are the macadamia ones. But you get tired of it, you know, but I would eat those. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. A lot. I would eat almonds. I would eat pistachios, I mean, all the nuts. And there was times when my coworkers were looking at me like, are you eating birdseed? No wonder you're losing weight. (laughs) Yeah, like you are literally nuts. You're nuts. (laughs) So I loved that. And so I I did that a lot. And then I noticed that I laid off of that and went into other stuff like eggs. My goodness, I was eating more eggs than I've ever eaten before. I loved it. I'm going through kind of a little egg phase. Like right now, I'm, I've opened my window with an egg twice this in the past like week and a half. So, yeah. There you go. You're listening to your body, Jen. Now I'm like really, because I'm in the fasted state right now. I haven't eaten yet. So now I'm like, ooh, I need an egg. I, you're like, Don, I already haven't finished talking. I got to eat an egg. <laughs> so my thoughts on this, once we, after learning this and after really going on and getting educated in some other teachers, not all of them brought to the table what I wanted to hear. I have to say that, you know, it was like hearing a girlfriend across the table say, this is what I've done and this is what works for me. And listen, I'm going to show you how easy this is. And here's the science behind it. And once I got started, Jen, I just didn't even question the process anymore. I just kept building on it. Well, I love that. You trusted. See, I think that's important. 
you know, we say trust the process. That doesn't mean, you know, blindly trust it and, and not tweak, of course, but it's not just trying to get people to be obedient and not ever try anything or whatever. But trusting the process means that you trust that you're going to figure it out. And I think that's what, what you did. You said, all right, this is going to work for me. And belief and trust in the fact that it's going to work is a powerful thing. You know, on the spiritual aspect of that, isn't there a scripture that says something like faith is, it's not about being able to see what's going to happen. It's about believing that it will happen. I mean, there's a lot, there's a power and a lot of power and belief. And, you know, whether we're talking from a spiritual or religious point of view, or even physically, like Dr. Bruce Lipton in his book, The Biology of Belief. I mean, it's, it's there. It's, it's. It's powerful no matter which which way you're looking, whether you're coming from the science side or the spiritual side. Belief is powerful. It became real easy to just embrace this. It got easier. It never felt like I was restrictive. By the way, hindsight, I never liked eating early because every time I, I would eat early and break my fast that was prior to intermittent fasting life, it only caused me to want to eat all day long. Yeah, I can remember I was on some kind of shake plan where you were supposed to have a shake for breakfast, a shake for lunch, and then a sensible dinner. And I realized after the shake... Sensibility flew out the window when you had the first shake. <laughs> well, it did. But after I had a shake, I was so hungry. And I remember like sometimes skipping the first shake and having an easier morning. I'm like, all that shake does is make my stomach mad. And I don't mean like upset, but I mean like, where's the food? Like, where's the real food now? Yeah. 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 It would just burn up fast. So I also noticed that the inflammation in my body was going away. I had problems with my knees and ankles. My, like my joints would just feel stiff and tired and I didn't like the way I felt, but I knew I was losing weight, but I was also losing that inflammation that y'all had educated me on. Emotions became more stable, and all of a sudden, I went and mommy dearest anymore. And my family was like, "Mom, usually you would have like been bent out of shape about this. Are you okay?" Even they noticed, so that was really cool. And it, and again, you you could say, "Well, that's because you lost twenty three pounds fast." And I was like, "No, I had lost that kind of weight before, and it never made me feel this kind of euphoria where I was just like." The hills are alive with the sound of music, you know? It's true, though. I think that's the power of the ketones in our brains because ketones, our brains love them. And it, it makes us, ha- there's actually research linking brain, you know, ketones in our brain. It helps people with, you know, psychological disorders or mood disorders because our brains love ketones so much. I believe it. And as testimony, I ended up taking my mother and my sister I love them, by the way. If they ever listen to this podcast, I'm not talking bad about them. But I ended up taking them to the coast one weekend with me and my kids. It was just a little getaway for me and the kids. And there are some pictures that we took together that we've never done before. And then there was a dinner that we had together that we've never done without alcohol before. (laughs) And I noticed that I was so level-headed and so happy and it didn't matter that they hadn't changed. It was like one one less person to add to the mix of emotions. Does that make sense? I know what you mean. Yes, I absolutely know what you mean because you're so even keeled that you're not responding in a way that's negative. It was beautiful. And that's enough to make a difference. Yeah, I love that. 
So are, are either of them doing intermittent fasting? Oh, this is funny. My mom, she's so, I love my mom. Okay. Love my mom. She has been on the, on the diet train and the weight yo-yo her whole life. She can lose it real fast because she knows it's about not eating when you're not supposed to be eating all the time. Okay. But her diet consists of goldfish. Okay. <laughs> Which is those little crackers. And Dr. Peppers. <laughs> so, so she, she tells me the other day, she goes, I'm doing what you're doing. And I've already lost 13 pounds. And I went, really? But you're drinking water during your fast? She goes, oh, shut up. I'm not going to do that. And I said, mom, you're not doing it the healthy way. <laughs> and she's just not going to give up some of the things she enjoys. So she's just going to stay on that yo-yo. Maybe she'll one day she'll be ready for that because, you know, I have family members as well and that's their struggle. It's the clean fast and them not believing that it makes a difference. So in my new book that's coming out June of 2020, and by the time this podcast is out, it will be 2020. We'll We'll be listening to the podcast then. But I have something I like to call the clean fast challenge that people who think it doesn't matter, I would like to challenge to try it with the clean fast for a certain period of time. So tell her to take the clean fast challenge. I will. You know, I became a really quick advocate for this. When I, when I like something and something makes me feel good, whatever it was, I like to have a party and invite everybody to it. So on Facebook, (laughs) on Facebook, I just started throwing this stuff out there at everybody, whether they wanted or not. I'm sure I got blocked. I don't think I got unfriended, but I I just noticed I wouldn't get much participation after a while. (laughs) Anyway, I ended up starting a private group so I wouldn't drive everybody crazy. And I ended up like over 120 people. And all of a sudden, Jen, I was dealing with their problems. And I was like, I'm not cut out for this. Kudos to you. So, well, th- oh, yeah, that is true because <laughs> that's right. They're like, wait a minute, I have problems. And now Dawn helped me. Well, this is my full time job now. Yeah podcasting and Facebooking. What's your job? I work on Facebook. I tell you what, you're awesome at it. Keep up the good work, Jen. Well, thank you. And that's see, that's the teacher. That's the elementary teacher. I love it. I do love it. And I've referred to you as, I feel like I just got a sticker from the teacher. <laughs> anyway, so I did. I started a group because I just tried to tell everybody about it. And um, I believe it. I do. I believe it because I learned. I got knowledge. I got educated. I knew my why, and I think that changed a lot for me. I think that if you go into something blindly and you're not sure where your goals are or why you're doing what you're trying to do, you eventually go, why am I doing this? And I think that, you know, me arriving to this this point in life where we both knew we were on a slippery slope, we both knew that we needed to, to do something because we were very unhappy. We were worrying all the time, which... Call it religion, call it spiritualism. I I don't care what what you call it, but what I call it is having a relationship with Jesus as my savior. I'm accountable to someone more than myself, and that means I need to trust Him that what He says is true. And one of the things that I picked up along the lines was that He did not want me to worry. And He says very clearly, it's a red letter writing in Matthew six. He says very clearly, He says. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life and what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body and what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Your why was the peace, right? Yes. 
You wanted to find the peace around food instead of having to worry about it all the time. Yes. My why was I didn't want to worry anymore. And so I, I just learned that that was my why. I was tired of worrying about this. And this made sense to me. And I felt like for someone to drop me your link, not accidentally, and then my husband to follow up with your link again, I was like, okay, this is my answer. And I really needed to pay attention to that. And and I needed to understand that this wasn't about a goal or a short-term thing. This was life now. And I love Dr. Fung. He will establish, Jen, he establishes how critical for us to understand fasting is not new. Correct. Yeah. Every major religion has fasted. Yep. And th- I mean, it's it's a healthy practice. It's a part of, of all religions. It's a part of tradition. It's not new, it, which is why doesn't it make you laugh when people are like, it's just a new fad? Mm, I just roll my eyes and say, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be holding on to this one. Well, it's literally the opposite of new. It may be popular now, but that doesn't mean, you know, it's it's a new thing. It's not new at all. Hopefully that it will just keep growing and growing and stay in the test of time as far as like people. I feel like it's bigger than that, Jen. Okay. I feel like we are at a time in a pivotal time where obesity has been rampant for years, centuries. Okay. We didn't know about it sooner. Because of media, okay? It wasn't there to exploit it. But nothing new under the sun. But we are in a time, a pivotal time, where look around us. I mean, things are not good anymore, and there's no band-aids for it. And you've got to understand that you can't keep living the same way and expecting different results. That's insanity. Right? It is. And the, the current advice, you know, is the exact opposite of what really you know, work, you know, have the frequent small meals, eat constantly to keep your metabolism up. That's not working. It hasn't been. It's just causing more and more cancer, I think. But that's just my opinion. I think that we're adding to the problem. We're feeding gas to the fire. And I feel so much better knowing that I quit fueling that fire all day long. So I've been, I've been in it for 15 months. 15 months. Yay. And by the time this comes out, it will be 17 months. Well, it'll be the rest of my life. (laughs) And you know, what's crazy is that I'm not anywhere near a quote unquote goal weight that I would have thought I set for myself. I'm just kind of taking that ride and wherever I land, I land. I just know that I'm not going to eat the way I ever did before. Again, ever. And see, that's the, that's the thing. You have got peace around eating. You found the freedom. You know, you mentioned earlier, you, you said you've been flirting with the idea of ADF for the up and the down day approach. I have. I've done it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you know that you could probably figure out a way to lose weight more quickly now that you've kind of slowed down. But even so, you don't feel an urgency. It's not like an emergency and it's not stressing you out. And, and not to give y'all too much information, but... My husband is the one that I want to adore me. And I have been so blessed to be married to someone who, no matter what size I've been, and he's seen them all, he adores me. And so there's no like, okay, I've got to feel better and more self-confident about my body size. You've got to learn to love who you are in that moment. Okay? And there is nothing wrong with wanting to do something to change that. But there's also nothing wrong with it taking time. Yeah. And, you know, think about the fact that it didn't happen overnight. 
And so we've got time to to figure it out. I use this analogy. I gave a talk last week. It was actually at a local church. And I gave a talk about intermittent fasting. And I told the analogy of like going into a forest. You know, if you walk into a forest, think about that as gaining weight. You know, you're, you're walking into the forest. Your body is putting on the weight. You're becoming unhealthy. When you get to the middle of the forest, there's your turning point. You need to come back out of the forest. But the minute you decide to leave the forest, you're not immediately out of the forest. You have to come back out of the forest. And you have to go back through, you know, the, the way you came. The trails, ups and downs, all of it. Jen, that is really a good analogy. Well, thank you. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah. You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. I actually hiked somewhere about three or four years ago. We went on a huge hike and I'm envisioning the forest right now. And it was so hard to do. And then we decided, you know what, for our next anniversary, it was last year. Let's go back there. Let's let's visit that place and see if it's easier. I bet you I would have zipped in there and zipped out because I was carrying 50 pounds less, you know? So, and all this extra energy, that is a great analogy. I understand it. It just, you know, and you have to be patient with your body. And, you know, sometimes people will say, because the weight isn't falling off, they'll say, well, intermittent fasting doesn't work. And that's, you know, only if you think that it's it's supposed to work only on weight loss, because it does so many other things. I say if they're doing it just for weight loss, they're seriously missing out. Right. I mean, weight loss is is fabulous. That That's why I came to the party. Obviously, that was my number one goal. Because at the time, you know, I, I like to remind people the obesity code had not been released yet. And we were all just trying to figure it out as we went along. We didn't realize that intermittent fasting was healthy. We thought it was something you do. It was before autophagy was a word that we knew. I mean, the scientists in the lab, a few of them knew it. But this is, you know, the Nobel Prize in medicine for autophagy had not occurred yet. And so people didn't realize. What was that, 2017 when that happened? Well, 2016 is when that happened. Kudos, man. All I can say is that you were ahead of its time. Well, I was already at my goal weight before the Nobel Prize in Medicine for autophagy came out. And then everyone was suddenly super excited about the health benefits of fasting. But I was like, oh, it's more than just your weight. (laughs) I was certainly not somebody who understood that from the beginning. But you were already working to understand it, which gave you a benefit ahead. You know, I never stopped learning about it. That was that's the key. And the Facebook support groups helped. 
Well, I had to because, you know, I started the group. The first group I started was the one meal a day group. I started it in 2015. And literally it was just like you, you started your private group for your friends and family members. That's what I did. It was for my friends and family members. But then people started wandering in that I didn't know. And that's when it really became lively. Well, and then they had questions and they had questions that I wanted to be able to answer. So that's why I had to study. There you go. That's the teacher in you, isn't it? Well, that's it. You Oh, you've got a question. Let me find the answer for you. And so then it just kind of snowballed into what it is now. But if it wasn't for the people asking the questions, I would not have looked for the answers. So I'm really blessed to, to have had that all happen. You know, I have been listening to you for the last 14, 15 months. And I have to say, you are just the right person to do this job. Really. And I know you're humble about it. And I hear your sincerity. But Jen... I hope you never second guess what you were called to do because you were just the person. Well, I do believe that this is what I was meant to do. And I had to get there the way that I got there. And my own bumpy story, you know, the the crazy things I tried is an important part of the process. And so thank you. Good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I'm all calm and cool right now. Well, you know, we're we're doing it. How is your health overall and your husband's health? How have they improved? Has your husband had big health benefits? Honestly, we just haven't had any numbers done. But before, prior to us starting about, I want to say, seven or eight months prior, I did that Boston lab where they check everything that they can possibly check. It's a huge lab. And I was pre-diabetic. I had a lot of problems with estrogen hormones problems. I, what I've noticed is I don't feel premenopausal anymore. I don't have the hot flashes anymore. I honestly, all the inflammation that I was dealing with that was causing so many added problems, it's gone. So if I feel like my throat's getting itchy, it's usually like an allergy thing. And you know what I'll do? I'll fast. I'll fast longer and it goes away. And so I don't have any allergy problems. My husband, I don't think he's been sick one time. Thank you, Lord. Not one time. Oh, this is profound. I'm going to try to tell it real quick. He just got furloughed from his work, but he's been with his company for like 20 plus years. And they've gone through ups and downs financially because of the ownership or management or whatever. But he's furloughed. And I noticed this time around. He is so calm and he's getting things done around the house that I have wanted done forever, but he is so calm. He says it's because he's surrendered (laughs) to the process. I'm like, "Mm, no, it's because you're not as inflammatory anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He's calm. Yeah, he's, he's calm. He's got those ketones working for him and he knows it's going to work out. It is. Everything's going to be all right, you know? And so that's, that's really our story. We're, we're still doing it. I share so openly and I would encourage anybody who hasn't read, read, and then get on the advanced book. You want to know more about Big Mouth here? I share so openly. I do. And I'm so glad to be a part of this movement and to share it with other people. It's just so awesome. Well, thank you. And I love what you said about sharing because I think it's getting better. You know, we don't quite as often see that one meme that says, you know, the first rule of Fast Club is not to talk about Fast Club, you know, modeled after the Fight Club meme or, you know, the Fight Club 
quote, the first rule about fight clubs, don't talk about fight club. I actually reject that idea when it comes to fats. Of course, you know that I would because I talk, I've been talking about it since, since no one had heard of it. And they're like, you're doing what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but now, you know, as I travel through the world and continue to talk about it, Everywhere I go, like I was just in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago and, you know, the Uber driver said, yeah, I'm doing some intermittent fasting and you know, everywhere you go, people have heard of it. Yeah. And so that's, it's not something you need to be afraid about anymore. And if someone hasn't heard about it, they're the anomaly, not you. And so we can, we can share, we can plant that seed. We can spread the word. We need to remember too, that they're not rejecting us if they reject it. They're rejecting what it could be for them. So really, what do we have to lose? That's true. You know, they're going to, I do remember I was on, oh, who was I? I think I was with my husband. We went on a cruise last October. I think it was, well, it was October of 2018. So it was over a year ago. And the bartender on the cruise, I was sitting there and I was talking to, I was talking to someone who was very interested in intermittent fasting, another ship employee, but the bartender at the bar was like, oh no, no, that is bad. You must eat blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, he, he hadn't heard of it, but my husband was like, no, you're wrong. You know, and he was, he was defending it, which I love to hear so much because, you know, my husband has a PhD and well, in medicinal chemistry, he's an organic chemistry professor. So I was like, go Chad, go Chad. You know? <laughs> that's my man yeah he was he was telling the bartender about why it was wrong and I was like that's fabulous it wasn't me having to tell him you know it was was my husband sharing the intermittent fasting gospel with the bartender there (laughs) it was great but we're not having to do that as frequently now people have heard of it so that's the best part of it the more mainstream it becomes the less you have to defend it because everyone knows somebody who has tried it or done it And even if they themselves have said, yeah, I tried it and it didn't work, you can say, well, tell me why, what were you doing? And then 99% of the time, guess what you discover? They were not fasting clean, right? That's true. I I was the first to roll my eyes when that link got dropped the first time I rolled my eyes. I was like, no way, no how. But so many of the people that have tried it, they didn't know about the clean fast. And so you teach them about the clean fast. That's where it's at. And that's why that second book you wrote or third book, what book are you on now? Well, I, well, it depends. I have Delight on Deny and I have Feast Without Fear. Those are actual books. Then I've got the workbook, Delight on Deny Digging Deeper. That's like a book study. And then I've got a journal, the Delight on Deny Life Journal. But I'm on my actual third book. And that's the one that's Fast, Feast, Repeat that's available now for pre-order. And that's going to really challenge people to try it clean. I hope so. Yeah. Cause it's got the clean fast challenge in there. And I do a much better job explaining the science of why the clean fast matters. And really, you know, there are three goals for the clean fast. One is to you know keep your insulin low. We know about that. The second goal is to access your stored fat. And the third goal is to keep your protein, don't ingest protein so you can keep autophagy going. You know, you want to increase your autophagy. So all three of those goals keeping your insulin low, burning your own stored fat, and increasing autophagy, that helps you decide what you want to ingest during the fast. And you would not be likely to have, you know, a diet soda because you're like, well, wait a minute, that's going to, you know, interrupt, you know, get my insulin high. Or you don't want to have bone broth because that's going to be protein. So once you realize what the goals of fasting are, you don't want, you, you protect those when you understand it. Knowledge is power. 
That goes right along with, I told you earlier, I had bullet points and I'm looking at the time and I'm like, okay, I got to, I got to share this part. Okay. Okay. Share it. We're almost out of time. I know. I saw that. So you always say, what would you tell somebody just starting this? Right. Okay. So here's what I would say, teacher. All right. Mindset is the key. If you come into this, not willing to learn to be educated and to gain knowledge on this so that you have a healthy foundation and understanding of what your body is going to go through. If you don't come into this willing to relearn old habits and relearn good habits and, and put away old habits, if you're not willing to be a good student, then this is going to be harder for you. That's so true. That's really good advice. Well, I love that. And just, you know, never stop learning. I never stopped learning. And even when I when I lost the weight before I knew what, you know, before the obesity code, before I understood about the stevia and the clean fast and everything, I would have defended it to the death. Oh, stevia works for me. Gum works for me. And then I read the obesity code. Then I cleaned it all up, you know, and then I realized, oh, wait a minute, that gum really wasn't working for me. I just thought it was. I was willing to learn and change. And then my fasting practice got easier. And then that was years ago now. Now it's just what I do. I just say that if you're not learning, you're not growing. Is that how it goes? If you're not, if you're, wait, what is it? If you, if you don't, if you don't challenge yourself, you don't change. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And so I really feel like anybody coming into this really don't look at what someone else has done and what's worked for them. You need to find out what's going to work for you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a very good point. Well, Dawn, I have absolutely loved this. It has been a pleasure. Okay. So now I might cry that we have to hang out because I love talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jen. I look forward to seeing you. Bye-bye. Uh, bye. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.